what the fuck is up welcome back or welcome my name is mariana in case you don't know me and today i am recording on my bed because this is a personal episode and we definitely gonna need a little personal so today i'm gonna be talking about sobriety recovery addiction whatever the fuck you want to categorize it I'm going to talk about it. This is a topic that's really fucking important to me and I take it very seriously now because it's definitely something that has taken over my fucking life and unfortunately a lot of people my age or just the younger generation or just people in general don't really take addiction seriously or just aren't enlightened on how bad it really is or like how it manifests or just shit like that, you know? I also do want to clear up that addiction can show up differently in an addict's life. It doesn't just have to be drugs. It could be sex, shopping, working. It's just whether it becomes an unhealthy outlet. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that they're an addict or they may deny the fact until they're at their worst. There are a lot of what we like to call functioning addicts who are able to continue on with their life, never validating their addiction. And even when it comes to drug addiction, a lot of people who get clean also tend to realize that their addictive personality kind of branches out into a new, healthier addiction. I'm going to be specifically talking about drug addiction, although all addictions are obviously valid, and you can attend NA no matter what your addiction is, and if you don't know what NA is, just keep listening. So to start off, I'm just going to give my own little personal story, just telling y'all how my addiction kind of manifested and how it bloomed and shit like that. So when I was like 15, no, 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 let's rewind. When I was like a literal fucking child, like 10 years old, 11, I would listen to fucking rap songs and pop songs or whatever the fuck. And they'd always talk about, you know, getting high, all this shit. And then I'd be in school and we'd have like drug assemblies and people would come in in the school and be like, if you do drugs, you'll fucking die. Or if you do drugs, like you'll end up like this and like whatever. And... I was always just so fascinated because I would be told that drugs are bad for you, but I would also see this glorified drug use being portrayed, and I'm like, if it's bad for you, then why do people do it? Like, it must be good. It must, like, I want to feel what they're feeling if they don't care what's going to happen to them, shit like that, which is a fucked up ass mentality. And then I remember, like, asking family members, like, does alcohol taste good? And then they're like, no, it's fucking disgusting. And I'm like, then why do you drink it? And they would never give me a fucking clear answer. But that would also like feed into my curiosity. Like it doesn't taste good, but they still do it. I want to feel that. I really want to fucking feel that. Like, so just thinking about my mentality when I was younger, I am so fucking scared for this next generation. And the way drugs are fucking glorified on social media and rap songs all of this like it's a lot fucking worse than it was when i was younger so i am terrified for this next generation because i know what it's like being so influenced at a young age like that shit's fucked so i probably started smoking weed like when i was like 15 and also a new device came out and it was called a jewel and everyone was fucking copying this shit it's basically an e-cigarette if you don't know what it is and it came before like the puff bars and all that so i'm now 15 years old and i'm hooked on weed and jewels i'm smoking jewels like no fucking tomorrow 
literally the start of my fucking nicotine addiction. I continued to smoke these bitches and vapes and all of that for five years straight. Every single fucking day. I literally just quit this fucking January and I'm so happy I did because if you think about it, we're fucking test monkeys for them vapes. Around January, I got brought back with fucking Narcan, and when I came back, I immediately threw up, and I inhaled my fucking throw up, which caused lung problems. So I got to experience lung problems and being on a fucking breathing machine, and it was fucking hell. And I told myself, I am not fucking vaping anymore, because I know if I continue to vape, that eventually, in probably just fucking five years, I would be going through the same shit. Something about being on a ventilator on fucking age 25 just don't sit right with me, you feel? So I smoked weed probably every day for about two years, and then I was also smoking that jewel every day for about two years. I want to say about 17 years old is when I started experimenting with more drugs. So around this time is when I discovered acid, and I was doing acid so much. 17 is really the age where I started overdoing everything. So I discovered Xanax and I was also drinking a lot of alcohol. And I would hang out with these group of friends and we do it all the time together. But it's like I wanted to constantly keep doing it. Like I went to sleep drunk and if I woke up and there was still more in the bottle, I'd fucking start drinking right when I wake up. I wanted to always feel that numbness. I was very addicted to being numb. So I was abusing the fuck out of Xanax, like extremely for the next couple years. Like I had friends that did it with me, but then I would have friends that didn't do it with me. And I'd be like so confused why my friends didn't want to be fucked up every day with me. Like I genuinely, (laughs) that's so embarrassing to say. Every time, like, someone declined my request to do a Xan, I'd be like, oh, like, that's different. (laughs) So I probably didn't start to recognize that I was an addict probably around, like, 19 years old. But even then, like, yeah, I was an addict, but what about it? You know, I didn't take it seriously. Like, there wasn't anything else to it. I didn't know you're supposed to fucking work on that if you're an addict. I was just like, okay, I'm an addict. Cool. All the addicts in my life that I seen growing up never really did anything about it. So I never truly thought you did anything about it. I just watched them continue to fuel their fire. So I never took it seriously. People in my life were obviously starting to realize that it was becoming a problem. I always had this kind of mindset like, okay, when I move out, no one's gonna know. Like, I'm just gonna stay clean. And then when I'm alone, I'll just fucking do the shit again. I always had some plan in my head on how I was gonna do Zans without people knowing or just do it and just deny it to the grave and that's definitely a fucking addict tendency right there. It really got to the point where I couldn't go out or meet new people unless I was somehow under the influence. I could only have fun if I was under the influence and that's not the fucking case. And unfortunately, our generation loves to glorify this, loves to spread the message that we need a drink if we're gonna have fun or we need to do all this if we're gonna have fun, which is not the fucking deal, bro. My addiction was so bad that I would have seizures from the Zans and still take them. Like, I knew I was getting it from them, but I would still take them. So when I was, like, probably late 19, turning 20, I met this boy. And every time we would get together, we would get so fucked up. He lived with this guy, and the guy had a bar. 
and he had hella bottles in that bar. So we would just choose bottles and get fucked up every time we hung out. And he just had so many bottles that the guy would have never noticed. About a year later, that friend did go to rehab. We still stayed in contact and I would message him. He would message me back and he started telling me about these like programs like Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a fellowship or a program where people get together. So Alcoholics Anonymous is for people that have an alcohol problem or maybe they have family members that had an alcohol problem and they want to understand. I don't know too much about this program. I do know Narcotics Anonymous branched out from Alcoholics Anonymous. And Narcotics Anonymous, it could be any addiction. And you also don't have to be an addict. You can just go to understand. It involves meetings where people may share about what they're going through or what they went through. You can find a sponsor here. And you just overall learn about your addiction and how to treat it. I think it's important to note that it doesn't matter what you're addicted to. It doesn't matter if it's different than somebody else's. We all suffer the same thing and that's addiction. So I knew these meetings existed, but I didn't know the true like in-depth detail about them and I wanted to go low-key but I really didn't plan on going so about a year later or so he got out of rehab and he was back in town and I talked to him because I started realizing that my addiction was getting really bad so I'd be like hey I want to go to one of these meetings with you and he'd be like okay let's go to AA and I was like I don't want to go to no fucking AA I'm not a fucking alcoholic like what the fuck and he'd be like yes you are and I'm like no I'm not like I only have a problem with Zans I was just too hard-headed and couldn't imagine me being an alcoholic so I never ended up going but I did become clean from Zans so this was like a year ago now and I'm clean from Zans and I know it's a problem One day, I'm going to be alone, living alone. No one's going to be bothering me. And I'm just going to be doing Zans all the time because no one can say shit to me. So I always had that shit in the back of my head. Like, I was sober, but I didn't plan on staying sober. And so I want to say maybe, like, last December, this January, is when I relapsed. And it's funny, every time I fucking relapse, I think I can get away with it with no one knowing. And it's like, girl, (laughs) they know. So I stayed clean again, and then around March of this year, I relapsed again. One of the reasons why I relapsed is because I told myself I only have a couple months clean. It's not that big of a deal, which is so not fucking true. It literally takes people years just to get a couple months clean. I'm talking 20, 40 years just to get a couple months clean. And then two... I was doing all other drugs but Zans. A lot of addicts realize that we gotta stay abstinent from all drugs so we can stay away from, air quotes, our drug of choice. A lot of fucking drugs act as gateway drugs to us. And I honestly didn't realize this because I was doing fucking every other drug but Zans. And even then, I was still abusing those other drugs. For example, I hated to say that I liked uppers. I thought it was embarrassing, honestly. The only upper I claimed was ecstasy. One time, when I was really drunk, I got hella coke. Coke was not my fucking drug of choice. But I'm a fucking addict, bro. I'm gonna abuse whatever the fuck can alter my mind state. And if I don't abuse it, one drug leads to another. Just like alcohol led to coke. After my fucking little coke binge... A couple weeks later, I started doing Zans again. It always leads from one thing to another or I just abuse it. 
Finally, when I relapsed in March, something in my brain was like, yo, I need to fucking stop. Like, these constant relapses are getting fucking old. I am getting way too old for this fucking shit. I mean, deadass, I went to fucking jail for this shit. I had already totaled multiple cars. I had people in my life calling me a bartard and making fun of me for my addiction, and it just fueled into it more because I was like, all right, if I'm a bartard, let me be a bartard. Leave me the fuck alone. By the way, if you don't know, bartard is a Zan addict because we call Zans bars, yeah. But anyways, I had all this shit happen to me. I had people in my ear, and I still didn't want to get better until I realized that I wanted to get better. Nothing was gonna get me to stop until I made that fucking decision. And that's genuinely how it is for all addicts. So I think I had called that same friend that was in rehab or whatever and just like asked again about these meetings. Props to him on God. Like I probably would have never, ever gone to these bitches without him. I Googled NA meetings near me on a Monday. And you know what I did? I had probably like a Xan and a half left. I popped half a Xan before I went to the meeting, you know, because it's just for my anxiety. Like I might get nervous or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I went to this meeting. Literally, this shit changed my fucking life. Everything that people were sharing and everything that they were saying in that room, I resonated with. I walked in to a room full of people and I was like, these are all addicts like what like it's it just seemed like such another fucking world to me and i just heard everyone talk and i just felt like everyone was fucking talking to me it was insane i literally had never felt so comfortable in a room full of strangers and i didn't say anything in that fucking meeting i just sat there and listened i didn't even pick up a white keychain which is if you don't know what that is you pick up the white keychain when you're ready to fight and you want to be sober i didn't even pick it up because i didn't know what the fuck they were talking about and ever since that day i've been consistently going to meetings and i can genuinely say that narcotics anonymous fucking saved my life like i was saying earlier you can say as much as you can to an addict if you have an addict in your life you know you can say whatever the fuck you want to them but it's really always in their hands whether they want to get clean and i never realized how serious this problem was and that other people really do suffer with this shit I was finally educated on fucking addiction and how this shit is a fucking disease. And just like any other disease, you have to treat it. And I never fucking realized that. So around my third day of going to these meetings, I decided to drink that night. I hadn't really put two and two together. That NA is about being abstinent from all drugs. I thought that it was just like your drug of choice. And I really didn't understand that until that night where I drank so much like i always do because i abuse whatever the fuck i do i always drank to the point that i blacked out and i didn't even do it on purpose i just never had a stop button i couldn't control myself so that night i almost relapsed off sands again so close but i fell asleep <laughs> i went to na the next day and i was like holy shit like i understand i finally get why you guys say that and i'm gonna read word for word what i'm referring to there's these little short readings that we read before the meeting starts in na in quotations thinking of alcohol is different from other drugs has caused a great many addicts to relapse 
Before we came to NA, many of us viewed alcohol separately, but we cannot afford to be confused about this. Alcohol is a drug. We are people with a disease of addiction who must abstain from all drugs in order to recover. And oh my god, when I heard that all over again, I was like, it makes so much sense! And just like as I was getting sober, it was fucking hard, but I was still smoking weed. (laughs) I was abusing the fuck out of weed. Now I love weed. Weed is great, like, if you have fucking muscle problems or you can't eat or you can't sleep but I didn't have any of those I was just abusing it recreationally and I realized one night I was really going through it I wanted to pop a Zan so bad I was going through it emotionally like a motherfuck so I was like let me just go smoke a blunt I smoked a blunt all of a sudden I feel immediately better But I was sitting there and I was like, this is not fucking healthy. (laughs) I'd already been going to the meetings, but I never considered weed as a fucking drug. It was just the fact that I felt so shitty emotionally. And then once I fucking smoked, it was all gone and all my feelings and shit were gone. It didn't sit right with me because I knew that was just the way I was running from my feelings. I knew normal people deal with their feelings. I'm using weed as a fucking band-aid. Every time I feel something, every time I'm going through the slightest inconvenience, I smoke weed. And I'm just blocking shit out with it. So that night, I smoked all my weed and I was like, I'm not smoking again. And that's exactly what I fucking did. And God, (laughs) the next couple of days were hell. Let me tell you, my recovery hadn't truly started until I stopped smoking weed. Like I said, it was just acting as a band-aid and I was just trying to fucking fill the hole that I would fill with Zans. I'm not even gonna lie, the first fucking couple days of being clean from everything was hell. The emotions I was going through was insane. It was fucking crazy. But then I started to realize that these feelings are fucking temporary. I would have these little fucking emotional outbursts and fucking rage attacks one night and the next day i'll be like wait i've like i'm fine now (laughs) that's kind of embarrassing someone close to me had reminded me that my brain was literally used to being self-medicated so it's okay to feel all the fucking frustration i did feel i just had to learn to fucking calm myself down deal with my emotions and train my fucking brain like a muscle And I started to realize that I can just deal with my emotions. I don't have to mask it with a drug. I don't have to take something just to fucking hide from my feelings. So I kind of started to learn how to deal with my feelings a little bit more. And it started getting easier. I was going to these NA meetings all the time. The first couple meetings I would go there and they would tell me, newcomer is the most important person at the meeting and i'm like shit okay i guess i'm important and then they'll tell me at the end of a meeting hey keep coming back i'm like oh okay like little shit like that really fucking helped me i heard someone say this in a meeting before and they said early recovery isn't easy but you'll never have to go through it again and i just have that shit in a constant fucking loop in my head It's fucking hard, bro, especially like when you're getting sober because you kind of look back and you're like, damn, like I kind of wasted all my years kind of like abusing shit. Like you really do start to compare yourself to other people. But 
one thing I really had to realize is that we put ourselves on this high-ass pedestal with other people. Like, we're supposed to be out here doing this, just like this other person is doing. But fuck that, bro. Like, success has a different meaning to everybody. There isn't just one fucking meaning to success. Success to you is going to be completely different from other people's interpretation because your values and priorities are unique to you. And I really had to realize that, that my sobriety was the number one thing in my life right now. I had to revolve my whole life around sobriety. Like, kudos to the people that aren't fucking born in addiction, because guess what? The shit is fucking hereditary, and it sucks. But it just makes it a little special. We just gotta maneuver through life around differently, you know? This addiction we deal with is fucking hard. It is. We do constantly have to fucking treat it. You can have 10 years clean. You can go through something in your life that makes you want to pick up again. For example, a death or breakup. I'm not saying you're gonna pick up, but as an addict, the urges can still show up no matter how much clean time. You have to be aware of shit like this. I even be mentally preparing for times like this. Also, set boundaries. Like, for example, I can't hang around people that be doing drugs no more. That's a boundary I set for myself because I know how I am. I know once I fucking am around that shit, I'm gonna fucking want to do it again. Being sober is a time where you have to be the most fucking selfish. I tell my friends, yeah, I'll FaceTime you, girl, but I can't hang out with you in real life because... <laughs> We all know how that fucking ends up. It took me a second to fucking realize that not everyone's a fucking addict. Like, they're perfectly fine. They can go out one night and drink and be just perfectly fine the next day. But me, I'm different. I can't do that shit because if I drink one night, I'm either gonna drink till I black out and then keep drinking the next day or I'm gonna drink till I fucking do another drug. And I'm so happy that I finally fucking realized that. It really does suck. I'm not gonna lie, this shit be feeling lonely. But I never realized how much I really did lose myself while doing drugs. Like, I honestly did not know myself anymore type shit. I didn't even know what my hobbies were anymore. And I'm still, like, trying to figure all that out. And it's so amazing to be sober and connect with yourself. I was at a meeting once, and this guy told me that his mom would say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And when I heard that shit, I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> all my friends who drugs and just drink and all this shit and it's hard it really is because we're still young a lot of people our age just genuinely don't understand and unfortunately a lot of people don't fucking realize that they're an addict until the worst of the worst happens like I said, I do dwell sometimes on like my past and all this shit, but we really can't fucking fix our past, but we can fix our fucking future. It's really relieving hearing these people that they didn't get clean until 40 years of using. It's so humbling, honestly. Like, it's so nice that I'm still young and I still have so much time to really recover from this, and I'm so happy that I was able to grasp onto this. As they always tell me in NA, all you have to do is not pick up. It's up to you. You don't have to pick up. And I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to my fellow addicts. And I really do suggest that you go to a fucking meeting, an NA meeting or rehab or whatever the fuck you want. It's not fucking embarrassing, bro. Once you go into those fucking meetings, you literally feel at home. I like to say that you are the people that you surround yourself with. And now that I've been going to these meetings and not hanging out with like 
other people that like do that shit or whatever i'm starting to realize that i'm taking my addiction so much seriously because i'm also constantly surrounded by people that take addiction seriously and they realize value of sobriety and i promise once you get sober you're gonna feel so fucking great like god i swear to god i would never thought that I would be talking about this topic a year ago. I literally thought I was going to be smoking weed till the fucking grave. I literally thought I was going to be doing sands till the fucking grave. I promise it's worth it. I promise. This is coming from the bar tard bitch. Like, <laughs> you got this. I promise you got this. Literally. I always felt really cloudy while I was doing drugs, if that makes any sense. And now I feel like that cloud is fucking lifted. Recovery is hard doing it alone. That's why I really do suggest going to these meetings, getting a sponsor, working the steps in the meeting, reading the literature, picking up that white fucking key tag. If you're an addict listening to this right now and you don't know if you're going to get clean anytime soon, first of all, words are spells. So if you really want it, you say you are going to get clean and you're going to stay clean. Not maybe, not eventually you are going to second i want you to go to a fucking na meeting you don't have to say shit you can go high for all i care like it literally doesn't fucking matter once you feel ready and you want to surrender pick up that white fucking key tag it's always available and you can pick it up as many fucking times as you want it's the most important key tag I am not a people person. I'm socially awkward as fuck. I was going to these meetings with a fucking hoodie on and my head down. I know even just showing up or picking it up can be nerve-wracking. It doesn't matter because most of us addicts aren't good around people. That's why we resulted to drugs, to mask ourselves, to make us feel better about ourselves. So I promise you're going to meet people just like you there. Like they say, keep going until you hear your story. Please fucking take your addiction seriously. You're gonna have people in your life that really don't fucking understand. But who gives a fuck? You're doing this for yourself. There are no trigger warnings in the real life. So like I said earlier, you have to make boundaries and you have to keep them up. If anybody wants to reach out to me about this topic, please feel free to DM me. My fucking DMs are always open. And I'm going to end this episode with a little reading that we read at NA every day. Like I said, words are spells, and I feel like this is kind of a form of affirmation. If you know it, say it with me. If you don't, repeat after me. If you don't want to do none of that, then just fucking listen. Just for today, tell yourself. Just for today, my thoughts will be on my recovery living and enjoying life without the use of drugs. Just for today, I will have faith in someone in NA who believes in me and wants to help me in my recovery. Just for today, I will have a program. I will try to follow it to the best of my ability. Just for today, through NA, I will try to get a better perspective on my life. Just for today, I will be unafraid. My thoughts will be on my new associations, people who are not using and who have found a new way of life. So long as I follow that way, I have nothing to fear. Just for fucking today, go to an NA meeting.